Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. What is up, my people, my Angels Nation out there, all my fellow Angels fans out there. And uh, on this Friday afternoon, welcome to the All Angels Podcast number seven. Yep, number seven. What a trip, huh? Been doing this for seven weeks now. It doesn't even seem that long. I guess when you're having fun, you uh, you don't uh, even realize how time is flying. So anyway, um, with that being said... Um, Bear with me today, people. Um, <clears throat> I feel like I'm getting a little sick. <clears throat> I got like as soon as I got home, I just got home from work about half hour ago, and as soon as I walked in the house, I just felt well. Actually, a little bit before then, felt a little kind of little tingle in my throat, and uh, you know, nose was starting to kind of get a little runny. I actually had symptoms of it early this morning, <clears throat> and as I got to work, when I started working, it kind of went away. But now that I slowed down, I think it's kind of coming back but I'll take some medicine and I'll power through this all right I'll power through it for everybody and I deserve I deserve it <laughs> all right enough of that <clears throat> excuse me they're gonna have to bear with me I feel <clears throat> a little <clears throat> like my throat's just not cooperating I feel like it doesn't hurt but it feels like when I speak it, it's not coming out at a high volume and I kind of have to power myself to talk a little louder. So anyway, time for a couple of plugs before I get going on this. Um, I want to thank first, actually, Ryan Kroll for jumping on. And we had a great conversation last week. It went it went pretty long, but it was it was definitely a, uh, a good conversation. We had a lot of hot topic points to talk about with the Angels and we got a little nostalgic there, bringing up Fredo Amezaga and Curtis Pride. But a lot of cool numbers that we spit out at you guys to kind of give you guys an idea of what was happening. Um, Ryan's a very, uh, very smart dude. And on the analytics side, he's very, uh, he likes throwing out the numbers and that's always good. So, and then me, I'm more of a um, go with the flow kind of guy. So to have two people with, uh, different takes on baseball but also very similar takes it's, it's a cool combination and it came it came through on the microphone uh last week or him on the phone and me here so that was good and then uh today i uh i opened up uh if you guys follow me on facebook i um i put out there who wants to jump on the show today anyone else to jump on hit me up let me know you can jump on it's uh your opportunity out there to jump on actually those who were friends with me on facebook had the opportunity if you're not uh add me on facebook john magdaleno john m-a-g-d-a-l-e-n-o you can find me on there and on twitter at 
the Halos Fan 15. Again, it's at the Halos Fan 15 on Twitter. Follow me on there, and then uh, you guys ever want to jump on the show, I will post. Uh, I'll post uh, a tweet or a um, update uh, my status on Facebook, and I'll let you guys know that I'll be going on in a half hour, or forty minutes, or whatever the case may be. And I'll let you guys know in advance when I'm going on, and you guys can hit me up. And if you want to join the show, you can. Going to like a call-in segment. Anyway, I did have one of my friends uh, hit me up on there, and Phil, uh, Philly, Phil, uh, he might, uh, I might call him up. He looks like he wants to get on. Not get on. Well, he he answered the uh, the call, <laughs> so um, I'll try to give him a call in a little bit. Um, anyway, getting on with the. Uh, with the thank yous and the uh, plugs um, for those wrestling fans out there, those people who listen to the All Angels podcast who are WWE fans, wrestling fans, I have another podcast that I do with my good buddy Ivan. Uh, it's called the Blaze and Malfunsky Wrestling Podcast. That's Blaze, like B L A Z E, Malfunsky, M E L F U N S K Y. Blaze and Malfunsky Wrestling Podcast. We drop a podcast every Wednesday. About an hour, hour and a half uh, podcast of uh, the weekend review of wrestling, and not just a review of wrestling, but it's just uh, we hit a lot of little other topics in the world of professional wrestling, more of the WWE side of it, and it's always a good time to do that. So plug on that. Another cheap little plug. Um, nah, I wouldn't call it a cheap little plug, but big shout out to the uh, the Ramona High School here in Riverside baseball team. They're getting their fall ball started. They've had a few games. Uh, my stepson plays on the uh, varsity team there. Last year he started at uh, third base. This year I'm not too sure. Um, he's playing third. He's playing a little second. He's even behind the plate. Uh, kid's very athletic, has good hands, so he'll do good wherever they put him. But a uh, big shout-out to the Ramona High School varsity baseball team. Um, you know, Felix, Coach Felix, Coach Adam, and uh, Coach Ball, who do a great job over there. So. Can't wait to uh, travel with these boys as uh, we do uh, tournaments a little later in the year. Uh, I know we have the Las Vegas tournament that we did last year. I think we're doing it again this year. That was fun, going to different high schools out there in Vegas and checking it out. And then the fall ball season is always cool because we go to schools that we normally don't play during the regular season, and that's always fun. So, all right, enough of that. Let's, let's get into uh, Angels baseball, huh? Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. Here we go again. Bear with me. Remember. Um, it's been uh, better. Uh, we're picking it up a little bit. Um, since the last time we spoke, they've played uh, four, five, six games. Um, we took three out of four in Minnesota, and we went took two out of three from Houston. And that that uh, four game set against the Twins was crucial. We were able to take three of four. Man, that's crucial because they're ahead of us. Uh, they were ahead of us in the wild card spot. Um, we, we overtook them. Uh, we were able to sweep the doubleheader. We had a game that got postponed. It got canceled out, so we had to play it the next day and we played a doubleheader. And we won both of those games. And um, that was crucial. And then lately, uh, Mike Trout's been picking it up, kind of picking up the offensive side. He kind of was, uh, you know, he, he slumped it up a little bit there for a good portion. The, the team was playing bad as well. It sucks to have to say, the team's playing bad, you have to play good. <laughs> um, we expect a lot from the guy, but he proves to us that he can do it every day. So um, He's hit 40 home runs for the first time in his major league career. 
<laughs> obviously he's only been in the league about what, four years. Um, so you know, congratulations on that. For Mike Trout and uh, our Pujols, uh, he passed Manny Ramirez. Ramirez on the all-time home run list. So um, we really do need. And Ryan mentioned it last week that we need Albert and, and uh, Mike to come around. Um, to me, the most consistent guy on the team has been Cole Calhoun. Cole has been a uh, the most consistent guy. Um, not a superstar, but a guy who you can count on to go up there and play every day, provide a good bat, provide a good glove, um, intensity. Guy looks like he wants to win. The guy is out there to win a game, and that's all you can ask for. Um, <laughs> one thing that is concerning me a little bit is the bullpen. Houston Street um, blew the game a few, days, a few weeks ago against Astros, and then he's given up runs here and there. And uh, even the last game, they didn't play yesterday, but the game before that, he came in for the save, and he gave up a run there in the ninth. And you're like, oh. So he hasn't been himself, but as long as he keeps getting them, those saves, it's going to be okay. But, you know, you just wish that the bullpen can come in, shut the door down, and, and get the job done relatively easy. But then again, it wouldn't be a major league bullpen if they didn't scare you, right? I remember even back in the days when Troy Percival was our guy, he would put guys on first and third and one out, and he'd have to pitch his way out of it. And, he did a hell of a job and ended up saving more than 300 games as an angel. So, you know, it's not, it's not, uh, I guess it's not be too crucial or too, uh, too hard on Houston street. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So I'm, I'm sorry, you guys bear with me, please. Um, the other topic I wanted to uh, hit on, uh, this week and I, we'll, we'll talk about other stuff too, but, um, at the beginning of the year, you know, we were expecting, you know, we were defending American League West champions. We were expected to, to win the West. We kind of started out mediocre. We, we hit a hot white streak and we, we looked like we were destined to, to be on top of the West again. And then obviously we had that month of August that was simply atrocious. But at the beginning of the year, if I told you guys we'd be 78 and 74, this is a question I'm asking you guys. Would you believe me or would you, would you say I was crazy? You know, I would say you that I was crazy. Um, I really did expect this team to be better. Um, no one expected that month of August to happen. And then no one expected us to play the way we did in July, where we were just white hot. Um, but but better than 78 and 74, you know. I'd hope we'd be somewhere right now about 10 games over 500 or even more. Um, but that's part of the game. Sometimes you have your up and down seasons. But I think what happened in August was something that you just couldn't nail your. You can't. You couldn't nail, nail it down. You couldn't hit the, the the nail on the head, because there was so many things that went wrong in August, you know. But the question that I I wanted to, that I asked myself, and I'm asking you guys, is at the beginning of the year, did anybody see us being where we're at right now? I mean, and you know what? Considering the way we played in that whole month of August, even into September, <laughs> we're lucky to be where we're at right now. We have 10 games left on the season, 10 games. And we're a game and a half back of that set. We're gonna have to play into the playoffs. We're, you know, obviously when you win that, that either wildcard spot, you have to play your way in. So, uh, but just, we're giving ourselves a chance, hopefully, if, if we do that. But, you know, the where we were, how we fell off, to how bad we fell off to now, it's, it's we're lucky to be where we're at because Houston's hit. 
a pretty tough skin. We, and we, we hope that they keep doing that. And we hope that Minnesota starts to kind of play down. We just need to win those games. I think we have 10 games left. We're able to win six of those 10. Oh, man. I think we got it. You know, um, I think we got it. Because we got Seattle going up today. Um, Garrett Richards takes the bump today. And then uh, Seattle for two more games. Well, for the whole weekend. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday against Seattle at home. And then we have three more against Oakland. And then we finish in Texas for that Texas game. That, what me and Ryan talked about. We're currently five games back of Texas. We can cut into that lead a little bit. There's no reason why we can't go into Texas, sweep them, and win the West. But then, of course, we need Houston to kind of fall out, too. So it's kind of interesting. It, 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 it boil, now it boils down to a pretty damn interesting final week. It can get very interesting, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, me, Ryan and I talked about it last week, and there was this four-game set against uh, Oakland in 04, where we wouldn't, we needed to win three out of four. I think we ended up sweeping them. But there were some games there that was just ridiculous, and we had the most, uh, you know, we didn't expect the guys to come through that, that came through. Fredo Amezaga in a game against uh, the, uh, the A's, he hits a freaking... I want to say it was a grand slam. I could be wrong, but it was a crucial home run. Alfredo Amezaga, of all people. Alfredo Amezaga. Come on, people. Did we expect that from him? And then Ryan mentioned a game in Texas where uh, uh, Curtis Pride, if you guys remember Curtis Pride, um, he was a, a utility outfielder, veteran guy who came to the Angels late in his career. He was a guy who no one on the Angels, and you didn't expect him to be um, in the games even. And he, he came through with a huge, huge, huge uh, home run in, in Oakland. My God, I couldn't even. I remember he hit it over that. It barely went over that wall out there in right field, but it was that high wall in Oakland. Uh, that, yeah. And then Curtis Pride. Am I talking about Curtis? See it? I threw myself off. I'm telling you, I'm under the weather right now. But Curtis Pride in Texas hit that double off the wall. I mean, he crushed that double off the wall. Thought it was going to go over. I think he ended up hitting a triple. It might have even been a triple, but <clears throat> guys like that. So who's to say that a guy like Tyler Featherston can't come through? You know, a guy like, um, you know, Ryan Jackson or somebody. You never know. The most unlikely hit can come through. We're giving ourselves a chance. You got to give yourself a chance to win. We're only a game and a half back at that second wild card spot. So, you know, who knows? Anyway, um, today's game, I mentioned that Gary Richards takes the mound. That's a guy that uh, myself and Ryan were, were he's going to be the number one guy. If we if we get into that one game playoff or we get into the playoffs, he's going to be our number one guy. And uh, I think right now the way it's set up, it's one, two, three. We got Richards going today, Heaney going tomorrow, Weaver going in that third game. And then you got, you know, Shoemaker and Santiago. But, um, you know, our, our, our rotation is okay. Um, it was mentioned, I think, by Travis Rogers um, at the beginning of the year that we should not have expected a great season from Shoemaker this year like we did last year. Um, not to say that Shoemaker isn't a great pitcher because he was. He proved himself to us last year, but... 
for us to have to ask for him to come up with the same season that he did last year might have been asking too much from the guy. But the guy, what I do like about Shu is that for the most part, he goes out there and he battles. He gives you innings and he'll battle it out. You know, if he it's hit or miss with him, but at least you know he's giving you effort. You know, I, I think my problem with CJ Wilson <laughs> was I felt to me, and this is just my opinion. You guys can don't crucify me. This is just me giving you my opinion. To me, CJ sometimes would go out there. You you would just see his body language, and you you would almost automatically know this guy's not going to pitch well today. And I, I never got that feeling from uh, Matt Shoemaker. It was never, it's never been like that with Matty Shoe. And uh, you know, I get that that sort of feeling from from CJ. So we don't have to worry about him because he's injured. What happens with him next year? I don't know. I think I, we spoke about it last week in the interview with Ryan Kroll that CJ might be the guy, the odd man out, the guy that the Angels would probably try to trade. You know, who would take him for that? I mean, the Angels would have to bite most of that money. I think someone would take him. You know, people would say, well, who would take him? I think he, I think someone would take him. I think, you know, a team who needs a veteran guy in that rotation, a number two, three guy, would definitely take him, you know? Um, who the Angels get back in return, I don't think it matters. I think if you're able to get some kind of bullpen help for him, it'd be great, you know? Um, or even some young pitching. You never know a gem, a gem down there in the in the minors that people probably don't don't realize is a gem, but you get him anyway and he turns into something. You, who cares? So last year CJ's contract. And uh, if we're able to trade him uh, next year and get something for him, I think it'd be good. Because you know you got Tropiano. You got Newcomb in the minors who might get a shot at the rotation spring training. You got Santiago, you got Shoemaker, you got Weaver, you got Heaney. So you, you're already deep in that in that sense where you can go to guys. And uh, and you never know who they might pick up in free agency. You just never know, you know. Looking into next year already, I'm kind of hoping the Angels go after pitching. And then it just, you know, most of the lineup a little at second base. Um, as much as I love Johnny G., just don't know about him anymore and, and then saying that's you know you just you get what you can from a guy like Johnny G you hope that he has a good season and but going into the season you don't want that going into the season you want to make sure that you're you can have dependable guys in each position and then this year was kind of one of those deals where where we traded away Howie was probably more real kind of, not probably but was one of the most consistent players on the team someone who gave you that peace of mind like okay I could plug him in at second he's gonna hit 270 10 or 15 home runs, 75 to 80 RBIs for me, and play a solid second base. He's gone, and then this year we had to depend on that. We had to depend on Johnny G to do it. And he did it for the most part of the season until he he got injured or call it what you will, got sick. Um, but that's something you never want to depend on. You don't want to you don't want to go into it crossing your fingers. You know? So a lot of a lot of things I wouldn't say question marks, but a lot of things the Angels could do in the off season, but let's not look too far ahead. I'm already going off on another tangent talking about next year when we have 10 games left in this season and we could possibly be playing into October. Let's get hot now. It's pretty much what I'm, that's what I'm, that's going to be my hashtag. Let's get hot now because 10 games, let's roll them out. Let's fucking go on a 10 game. Ooh, I cussed. I'm sorry, but let's go on a 10 game winning streak. Let's do it. You know, get hot going into the playoffs. Bust out, freaking win 19 out of the next 20. You know what I mean? Let's, let's win freaking whatever, whatever it takes. You know? It, it, you know, 
Gotta do it. Ten games left. So that if so, ten games left in the regular season. <laughs> you have three games in the division to win, and then ALCS and World Series. Ten and fourteen. Twenty-one games. So in the next twenty-one games, let's let's roll out. Uh, let's roll out. Uh, let's win. Uh, let's win twenty-one games. Let's go on a twenty-one game winning streak. No, twenty-one is not gonna not gonna be it. But let's roll out. Uh, let's let's roll out. Uh, seven or eight of these last ten, and then the next eleven games. Let's be the first ones to win eleven and win the World Series. Huh? <laughs> All right, I'm gonna try to reach out to Philly. He answered the call as far as uh, my, he answered my, uh, you wanna jump on, hit me up post on Facebook. <laughs> and uh, um, so let's see what he did. He gave me specific, not specific orders, but he doesn't wanna talk about, um, he doesn't wanna talk about a certain somebody. He says he's negative, but I think it's okay to be negative. If if you're if you're upset at a situation, if you're upset at a situation, be mad, be upset. If you have every right to be negative, I'm not the guy. I'm not the negativity police. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm not the guy who's gonna. Um, I'm not gonna be the guy who uh, who's gonna tell you you're wrong for being upset. I've invested a lot of time, a lot of years, a lot of money on this team, for real. And I feel like if I want to be upset, I can be upset. I'm not gonna be the guy that tells you you're wrong. I'm a bigger Angels fan than you are because I don't get upset at my team. I get upset at my team, you know? Oh, I just got hit up by somebody else. Uh, no, I was actually trying to reach, the, I was, you know, going off another tangent here. I was trying to set up a, uh, I was setting up another, uh, I was setting up a telephone interview with somebody else. I'm not going to say names. Um, people's schedules are different. It's, it, you know, a lot, it's hard, uh, for those of you who are in the podcasting world business or even the radio business or when you try to like, or even like writers, I'm a, I'm a journalism major. And even when I was in school, you know, I'd, I'd have a story and for the most part, like, you know, it's, it's who you know really and the phone numbers you have and sometimes you got to put on your little your little fedora with the little press thing on the side and do some footwork and go out and find people to interview but for the most part it's about calling people and who you know but the hardest part is making sure that you guys are on the same schedule and it's the same thing with these podcasts like I'd love to have a bunch of people on but it can't happen because I'm on my schedule this person not on their schedule so it's hard and then what you can do is record it but then the recording could be wrong it's hard the whole new digital world the new digital era it's harder than a lot of people think man and so with the the sketch with the uh, interview i wanted to conduct last week or uh last week was from the week before and uh again schedules conflict things happen so he's bumped ryan back and we ended up having a great conversation last week and then this week um, you know, I wanted to get somebody else on, but again, schedules. And then right now, he, the guy who I wanted for this week, he not Phil, another another guy, 
and I hit him up. I said, hey, you know, if you have time, I'd love to have you on my podcast. And he just hit me back up with, um, and he's at work, man. He has to drive back home. And I understand, man. I'm not upset. You know who you are. Don't worry about it. We'll do it next week. Hit me up when you're ready. You know what I mean? So that's what that is. Um, I might not be able to get Philly on. Um, I just got a uh, message from Phil saying he's not home yet. So that that's always. And Phil's a, a brand, not, I wouldn't say a brand new father because his little boy is a couple months old now. So he's getting used to being a dad. So he's got a little boy to a baby. We all know how that is. So it's, you know, it is what it is. But, oh, one, one topic I, not topic, but I guess, yeah, I guess it's a topic. <coughs> uh, I was talking to uh, Anthony Hansen in the uh, couple podcasts ago about, um, about angels your experiences with the angels, your experiences with, with Angel Stadium, your experiences with, you know, the, 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 your first, your first memories of Angel Stadium. And I had, uh, I had went back and I was talking to, to my dad about, you know, the topic. And my dad is a big, he loves baseball. Um, my dad's 70. I don't want to make him older than he really is, but he's in his seventies, early seventies. And, um, he was talking to me about how he remembers Angel Stadium. <laughs> and it's crazy. It's funny because my dad has been an Angels fan longer than the Angels have been in existence. <laughs> Let me explain. My dad, uh, being in his 70s, when he was a kid, there was no Major League Baseball out here. What we had was the Pacific Coast League. And what would happen is my dad would go to Angels games with my grandpa and my uh, two uncles. And they'd go to Angels games in the PCL when they used to play at Wrigley Field in Anaheim, or in uh, South Central, I think it was. And I just remember as a kid, my dad always telling me as well, Wrigley Field and, and Angel Stadium. He would he would uh, he would mention uh, players from that team, from that era, Steve Bilko and, and guys of that like that, you know. And um, he was talking to me about man, someone is about to get their butt kicked. Um, hold on. Hold on. If I pause, I'm gonna have to. Um, if I pause, I'm gonna have to um, stop recording. I'm not gonna do that. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna leave you guys with some music, and uh, I'll be back. hit up by somebody son of a gun all right we're probably gonna have to try to do this a different way all right hold on 
we're gonna get Philly on one way or another. Sorry, dead noise. I know. I'm telling you guys, I'm a little under the weather. This isn't the best podcast that I've done. But I want to have someone else. And Philly's a funny dude. <clears throat> I'm going to have him call me directly. And we're going to set it up. Okay. So I was saying, my dad was talking about, man, just, just back in the day, just the, the way he, my dad remembers it is, is so vivid. And uh, it, it took me back to Anthony Henson. Uh, the way he... He talked about going to the top and looking down at the field, seeing it green. My dad tells me almost the same thing. He says he remembers the street. It was like the, the stadium was in the, down the street. Like the stadium was in the middle of like suburban America. You know, there's houses and there's streets right there. And he just remembers driving by houses. And then when he turned a corner, he could see Wrigley Field. Wrigley Field wasn't the biggest stadium in the world from pictures that I've seen. But he says turning into a certain street he would see the white kind of columns that the stadium used to have and it took me back to anthony and seeing angel stadium so um dude it, it when when i hear things like that it kind of gives me goosebumps so i want to hear people's reactions or people's uh experiences like with angel stadium and, and the angels it's an all angels podcast and um oh i believe this is philip philly so here we go, this is Phil. Hello. What's going on, man? What's up, Philly? You're on you're on you're on the air right now, brother. Oh, that's good, that's good, man. <laughs> hey, thanks. I don't, I don't know if, I don't know who it's good for, but we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude, you know what? You an you're the only one to answer the call, man. So I'm like, you know, let's get Philly on here. So Yeah, that, well I mean like I said, if, if you're sure, like if you want to do the show like um, if Mike S should be fired, hell yes, he should be fired, dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead serious. How is it that you have three guys hitting over 20 home runs, but you lose all these games? Well, dude, you know, that's been... I hate to I hate to uh, sound super negative, but I'm going to agree with you on this, dude. This guy makes some of the most idiotic mistakes that... I, I can't even, sometimes I'm sitting there thinking, why did he put this picture in at this situation? Like, who in their right mind does shit like that? And he does it. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, not only that, it's like, the players that he chooses for his roster, it's just like, like, in my mind, I'm like, how do you get rid of Howie Kendrick? Now you have a whole huge gap at second base, no one can hit, no one can play defense, they gone through like three second basemen and Howie Kendrick's batting over 300 for the Ducks. <laughs> you know, like, I, I, and then it's like then you guys didn't they have Zach Greinke at one time and then it's like now look at him you guys got rid of him yeah he was, he was hurt when we when we had him and now it's healthy look what he's doing for the Dodgers once again you know it's like does he want to work for the Dodgers like <laughs> Dodgers can fucking have him like I'm yeah it's like how is it and I have the feeling that Mike Trout like it's gonna happen what happened with LeBron James in Cleveland you know it's like the team isn't putting any championship team around him, and he's gonna fucking bounce when his contract runs out. Yeah, that I I would not be surprised because you know he's from uh, New Jersey, and who's got massive amounts of money in baseball they they can throw at somebody? Exactly, exactly, and that and it's gonna get to 
this point in his career where it's going to be like, you know what, I got to go out there and make my money. Like, I can't just keep <laughs> expecting, you know, just to enjoy surfing, that's what's going to keep me here. No, bro, like, you're going to get to a point where it comes to houses, cars, bitches, like, you're going to go out and get money, like. Yeah, it's, it's scary, man. You know? It's a scary thought, dude. It could very well happen. You're you're not you're not a you're not wrong. That's for sure, dude. You know. Yeah, so it's just like it's just in my mind. I'm like, dude, how do you not make the play? Like, it, it just it, it, I just don't get it, man. I don't. And it's so, like even people who don't watch baseball, the thing that makes that pisses me off so much. Here I am riding the Metro Link in the morning. I I hear a woman that doesn't even watch baseball, doesn't even watch sports at all. Would rather read a book and she's telling me, "Oh yeah, it's because the angels don't have pitching." I <laughs> see it, but my coach just doesn't like. And all he keeps doing, like Shane Victorino, that's who you're gonna bring to the team. I would rather have like a 32 year old aging pitcher than Victorino. Yeah, and like, I'm like, why do we not get any pitchers like anybody? Yeah. Like, no, you know, it's like, and not only that, it's like we got our pitchers are good, yes, but it's like <coughs> we've known this. Like, it's not like we have. You know, these workhorse stallions that, you know, have never been hurt, you know, like Kershaw or anything like that, like Jared Weaver, how many, what, seven and 13? Yeah, seven something. Seven and 13 is, is your ace? Like, come on. Yeah. And then the one, like, I, I the, just don't understand it, man. The one thing they always say is uh, the one, uh, what's, it's like a, like a baseball adage, dude. They say you can never have enough pitching, bro. And that was, that was, yeah, that was one exactly. of the things that they didn't get. Yep. Okay, Houston, dude. Houston, even in their, even in their, you know, AAA and AA, they have great prospects, dude. Oh yeah. The Angels have. We got like maybe one prospect that was probably two years away. That's what we got. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like yeah. You know, you hear all these guys like, oh, you know, he's making his debut. He's only you know 19, 20 years old pitching. Like, <laughs> our pitchers are over twenty five. Are you kidding me? Like, are they hurt? It's like. Uh, You know what though, man? For as bad as they've been playing, they're like a game and a half away from the wild card spot. So and, and that's the thing too. The, but the thing too is just like look at them before. Like yeah. one thing, like I think that puts me off this All Star game. Like it seems like the best teams going to All Star are the worst teams coming out of it. Yeah. And like yeah. when we were in first place, like how many games going into All Star, and now we're battling for a wild card? Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. I like I was, I mentioned it before I called you or you called me. I was talking about how um, it went from us being so white hot to maybe giving ourselves a chance to make the playoffs, but we put ourselves in that situation because dude, we weren't hitting, we weren't pitching, nothing was going right, bro. And then that series against the Dodgers, oh my god. Well, that thing too, but then it was like, you know, ever you know what I heard. And you know, like, look over the games you won, look what won you those games, and just keep mirroring that. Like, 
Yeah. No, dude. One of the worst parts of Mike Sosha is the fact that this dude always changes the lineup. Always. It's never the same more than a day or two. And it's like, how do you want these guys to get used to something when they don't know if they're going to be on the lineup one day or they're going to be at third base at second? Fuck, nobody knows. That's That's been his thing, bro, where he can't keep them... For whatever reason, he can't keep them like in order. Never. Yeah. So. So then my thing here is like, I hate the way he uh, treats Eric Ibar. Like he treats Eric Ibar like he's a like he's a foster child human and adopted. Right? <laughs> I'm like, bro, he doesn't know. He's like double dutching. He doesn't know if he's getting traded. He doesn't know if they're you know letting him go. Like, and at the end of the day, he's one of the proven hitters. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I I don't get it, dude. It's just like. You wonder why, like, these guys, when they get the chance to leave, like, they bounce, like, yeah. you know? It's frustrating. It's frustrating because I look, I think about it, and I'm like, okay, I know that Sosha gets on my nerves, and he, I can't stand him half the time, and then, but then half the time, I'm like, oh, man, he, that was smart. But at some point, he's been, he's been the manager of the team since, what, 2000? That's 15 years, bro. At some point, a change needs to be made, but at the same time, it's one of those deals where you're like, you're afraid of change because you don't know what what can come. But at the same time, you know, it looks right now we shouldn't be where we're at, man. We should be a much better team, yet we're not. So something has to change, and it might have to be Mike, dude. It has. It might have to be. You know. Well, I just feel like I just look at our hitters. I mean, our hitters are there. It's not like. It's not like, I mean, like I said, you have Mike Trout. Dude. Like, anybody that has Mike Trout on their team, I mean, it, you have a chance to win any given night just based off the hit alone. You know, yeah. and, like, you can do it as a player. So it just makes me upset even more because, like I said, I always go back to that thing. Like, he's going to bounce. Like, if yeah. he keeps, like, not getting to the playoffs or having to, like, you know, just do outrageous shit, like, you know, he's going to have to go three for three every night. Like, it's, like, it's insane, like, what you're going to ask of your players and, and why they're just going to bounce to another team. Yeah, it's not fair. It's not fair that we have to rely on him like that, dude, you know? Yeah, and, and he's young, too. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> you guys got lucky because you got him when he was young and he doesn't know, like, you know, it's not like he's full holes coming into us, you know? It's like, it, he's, he's our young guy and you guys are, you know, you guys got to be careful with him because, I mean, he bounces, then what, what's going to say, so, you know, Mike, Mike pushed it in. Like, if Mike Scott was to leave, dude, I guarantee you, he's getting fired. Yeah. I mean, that's like, that's like, at that time, it's like, you know, if, when Kobe and Shaq were going through it, if Kobe would have left, I guarantee you that if Phil Jackson would have been gone, dude, guarantee, like, gone. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. No, yeah, dude, and and he might be gone before that even happens, man. Because if he stays as manager, and next year we have the same season we have this year or worse, I don't see oh, him yeah. coming back, bro. I mean, I think really. I hope not. But you yeah. think? You think? Yeah. Every, I mean, even take it back to last year. Dude. How are we number one and we get swept? Oh, dude. Like, I'm, I'm that was brutal. Like, brutal. Oh, you didn't even know, dude. Like, even like, because I mean, I read the mention link. So, I see the same motherfucking people at least two times a day 
you know. And so as soon as I got swept, I heard it all playoffs, dude. Like it, it didn't even die after our series. Like all playoffs, dude. Because I was so like, I'm such an angel fan, dude. Like I will talk crap to everybody. Like I don't care what fan you are. At this day, like I'm an angel fan. Right. You know. Regardless, I mean, we lose all the shit I talked to you all year long. Talk shit back. I'm gonna have to eat it with a spoon until the next season. Right. But right. I guarantee you, like, yeah, you know, it's just like, but I hate the fact that half of you just turn off that TV pissed off because <laughs> yeah. we lose and I know we can win. Right. Like, oh yeah. There's no reasoning why. And it, and it, the same thing. It's like the last three years, dude, pitching, pitching, and every year you're gonna tell me you're not gonna like. Get rid of people. Bring yeah. new people in. I mean, you can't do any worse. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, we're, we're getting there to where you're going to have to do an overhaul soon. I mean, you look at you look at who's the youngest guy. We, like you said, our pitchers are, you know, we have uh, Richards who's young and Heaney's young. But you're going to go, you're going to go with, uh, you're either going to go with the really young core pitchers or you got to go out there and get somebody. Cause, exactly. Uh, something's going to have to happen. And then you look at our lineup. Pujols is already like pretty damn old, and then you know the young guys on the team are Trout and Calhoun. Really, even Ibar is getting up there now too. So sooner or later, we're gonna have to go out there and get these guys. And is Mike Sosha gonna be the guy when we get these guys? I mean, who knows? You know. And then they're also coming. You look at CJ Crone, and I'm like, this guy. You guys blew him up. Sosha was like, oh, he's gonna be your added bat. He's gonna be this. He's gonna be that. And it's like he's not consistent. No, he's young still too. Like, yeah, it, it just drives me crazy. I'm like, dude, don't hype these guys up because I think they add pressure to these kids. And when they come up, like it, dude, like everyone says, every next level of every sport is a totally different field. You know, so it's like you might have hit, you know, like a monster in high school. You might have hit a monster in college, but <laughs> you start going for you know, everyone that's playing is a monster. Oh yeah, uh, it doesn't work out the same way, you know. Oh yeah, different, different beast, for sure. So and now it's just like, oh, dude, you don't even know. Like <laughs> I, I told my friend, like that. As soon as I hear that the Angels are out of the playoffs, dude, I, I will be posting on every social media site <laughs> and like starting a petition for Mike Social to be out of here, bro. Like, yeah, you have no idea. Like it. I don't know. I guess I could, like, I don't even know what I can put this. I mean, I just feel like it's going to get to the point where I'm going to feel the same emotions of going through a divorce, you know? I'm like, just get rid of this bitch. Like, like for real, dude. Yeah. It's a love-hate relationship right well, now. Well, you're not, you're not the only one, dude. There's, there's, I've seen on social media sites and I've gotten messaged on Facebook and Twitter, the same thing from people, dude, like. There's a core group of people who want him out, and there's a core group of people who are like, no, we need to keep him. And then there's a people like me who I'm like in the middle, like, I won't be sad if he leaves, that's for sure. And I, you know, either way, I'm like, yeah. something's going to have to change eventually. And what do they say? Like, when, when, when a team doesn't do good, eventually the manager has to go. So when, <laughs> when is that going to happen here? It might happen sooner than later. It might happen next year. But... You're not the only one, dude, that feels this frustration. Trust me, dude. You're, you're not alone. Oh, uh, yeah, no, but I'm just like, oh, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it gets to the point where, like, I'm like, man, I have to watch out what I say because yeah, <laughs> it just, once I start getting worked up and I'm so pissed because it's like, it's easy to get mad at him, too. Like, it's so easy because you watch when they lose and it's like, dude, like, 
you know, why are you keeping these kids in here that are even pitching? Why are you keeping them and getting blown up <laughs> to the point where, like, they're looking at their toes at the end of the game, dude? Why do that? Then, like, yeah, you know, it's like you're you're messing these these pitchers up too. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, dude. Not only that, did you guarantee like their homies like, dog, you were trash. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like you deal with everything, and it's just like, why do that to those kids, man? Just come on, yeah. you know, pull, yeah, own out already. You know, it's like pull them already. Yep. Yeah, it's just insane. It's just insane, man. I get you. I get your frustration, man. It's frustrating, dude. And the best thing we can hope for is that they squeak in and get hot. But we'll see, dude. I mean, there's only ten more games left, so these next yeah, ten games sure. are super important, dude. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, like I was telling my friend, I'm like, pretty much they got to play their best baseball. Yeah, and they have to. It feels like, and if they if they listen, they win out, and they don't make the playoffs. I'll be happy with that. You know? oh, yeah, at least they show effort. Gave it or try. Yeah, they but show effort. Just all sudden go and get swept, get swept, you know, oh. two out of three, two out of three. That would be bad. That would be bad. Come on, guys. That would be the worst thing that could happen, dude, is if they go out and just fall on their faces now, dude. That, that, that can't happen. Yeah. Yeah, so. Well, man, I'm going to let you go, dude. I really do appreciate you jumping on last minute the way you did, man. Uh, no problem, man. Anytime. Sweet, bro. All right. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully we get in, dude, and you can be a little happy. Ride that metro with your, uh, with a grin on your face. All right, hey. Nothing like flipping everyone off on the metro. Link, exactly. Guys. All right, bro. You have a good night. All right, All right. Later. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Philip, Phil, Filiberto Castillo. Philly, Phil. Pretty damn good poker player too. We've uh, we've uh, gone at it on the poker table a couple times, man. Back and forth situations, heated moments. No, I'm just kidding. He is a pretty decent uh, poker player. Ruben would probably have something different to say about that. But anyway, he's one of those guys who's completely frustrated. Um, you know, I'm in the middle. I don't take sides like. I'm not negative. Don't I'm not positive. I'm in the middle. And a lot of times I'm pissed. Pissed watching these games. Seeing these guys lose the way they lose sometimes. Or losing the guys they shouldn't lose to. Or making Joe Schmo look like Cy Young. You know what I mean? And I'm for I get frustrated. Um, do I want Mike Social to get fired? Either way, I'm I'm not I'm not if he's gone. I'm not sad. If he's here, I'm not sad either. Um, it's one of those deals where you got to kind of weigh every option out. You got to weigh the situation and decide which way to go. And that's a Tardy Moreno and whoever they bring in as general manager next year. So there's going to be a lot of things ahead next year. But this year now, 10 games, these next 10 games, got to win at least six or seven. And you hope, hope the heck that Houston loses a few in the process. So, um, Today against uh, Seattle at home. So for whoever's going tonight, grab me one of those boots. I want one. So <laughs> anyway, I want to thank Filiberto, Phil, for jumping on. I want to thank everybody who listened to the show. Um, I want to thank, um, again, I want to thank Ryan Crow for jumping on last week. And uh, I'm working on a, on a uh, pretty cool phone interview for next week as well. 
So it's a process, but thank you for listening and joining joining me on this All Angels podcast. Um, thank you for bearing with me today. I've had, had some situations happen today that uh, were uh, partly my fault. So if it sounds, if it sounds uh, kind of crappy on your end listening to my clusters, I'm sorry. Thanks for bearing with me. All right. Thank you, everybody. Have a good night. Make sure to watch that game tonight. Three games yet against Seattle. And then uh, we go from there. All right, let's get that last wild card spot. You guys have a good night. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.